God is good? And all the time? Hey, I'm thankful that you're here today. Welcome. Those of you that are new, some of you that haven't been back in a while, and I just, in case you don't know, my name is John, and I'm blessed to be the pastor here. And I want to invite you to find your way to John 15, all right? John 15, as we are in our second week of this series entitled Be the Branch. And so as you find your way to John 15, I'll give you a quick little review from last week as we started this series. Uh, Very quickly, you'll see in John chapter 15, the first two words of the chapter say, I am. Jesus is talking. He says, I am the true vine. And, And what we have to understand, this was the seventh I am statement, the seventh and final I am statement that Jesus would make. The reason and their significance to this two words, I am, is what Jesus was declaring when he used those words, what he was declaring, that he was God, that he was deity. Uh, Because all the way back when God told Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, he told, uh, Moses simply said, well, on whose authority? Who am I supposed to tell Pharaoh? On whose authority am I letting them go? And God said, just tell him, I am that I am has sent you. And so Jesus, when he uses those words, he is defining his character, but he's also declaring that he is, in fact, God. And so last week we looked at, we really focused on uh, verses four and five. Today we're going to focus on verse number two. And I want to just give you a quick review because you see real quickly in the verse one, it talks about uh, Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. And so we understand Jesus is, uh, he is the vine. We think about verse 1, Jesus is the vine. We also see that God is, the word here, vine dresser, or God is the gardener. And then we understand as we read through John chapter 15, that we, followers of Jesus, are the branches. So as we think about this, Jesus is the vine. If you have made the decision to be a follower of Jesus, you are a branch, and the gardener is God. Now, we made two statements last week, or first, before that, we kind of walked through three different types of fruit, or three different, because as a branch, what God wants to do is He wants to produce fruit in us. He wants us to bear fruit. And so we kind of identified three fruits that God wants to produce in us. The first one is that fruit of, of salvation, not, not our own salvation, but as a follower of Jesus, God wants me to, as we say all the time here, He wants me to lead people to find and follow Jesus. He has, as soon as I gave my life to Christ, he now commissioned me to go tell other people that Jesus loves them. That's my responsibility. And and so he wants to produce that fruit in me as a branch, more people coming to find and follow Jesus. The second fruit we talked about was the fruit of of sanctification. That's like the theological word, the idea of becoming more like Christ. That the more I'm connected to the vine, which is Christ, the more I stay connected to him, the more the word that used over and over and over and over again in the first 11 verses is the word I abide. I want to abide. I want to stay connected to the vine. And if I stay connected to the vine, a fruit that he's going to bear in me is I'm going to be more like Christ. In Galatians, Paul talked about it. He said the fruit of the Spirit, if I walk in the Spirit then I will, I will produce, God will produce the fruit of the Spirit in my life, like love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness. That's, I'm becoming more like Christ. The third one we talked about is the fruit of generosity, that I'm going to, as I become more like Christ, I will become more generous. I'm, not, I'm never really more like Christ than when I'm serving and when I'm giving. 
because he came to serve and he gave his life as a ransom for many. And so I want to increase in generosity in my time, my talents, and my treasure. And so that's what we talked about last week. Well, then we made this statement that um, if we're not bearing fruit, if there's not fruit in our life of more people coming to find and follow Jesus, if I'm not becoming more like Christ, if I'm not growing in generosity, in the text it seems that there's only two possibilities for why I would not be bearing fruit or why you would not be bearing fruit. The first one we, we looked at is that maybe you're not a branch. You don't belong to Christ. You, you see, coming to church doesn't make you a part of the vine. Just because you have good attendance, just because you give on Sunday, that doesn't make you a branch. The only way that you can be a branch, because the sixth I am statement Jesus made in John chapter 14 and verse number 6, he said, I am, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way that I can be a branch, that I can be connected, that I can be in Christ, is that I have to come to God through Christ. I have to admit that I'm a sinner, and the Bible says all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And, and then I understand that my sin separates me from a holy, righteous God, so I can't be connected to the vine because of my sin. But then, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that the word is whoever. Whoever believes in Jesus shall have eternal life. And so I have to admit I'm a sinner. I have to believe that Jesus died on the cross because of my sins, for my sins, and that he came back to life on the third day. And if I will admit I'm a sinner and I will believe that Jesus died for my sins, and then I will confess. And what am I confessing? First, I'm confessing that I'm a sinner. But next, I'm confessing what Jesus said, that Jesus is the only way, that he is the truth. He is the life. And the only way that I can get to God is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. If you have never made that decision to be a branch, today you can make that decision. It's as simple as I just explained it. It's admitting that I have fallen short. It's believing that Jesus died for my sins. It's confessing Jesus is Lord. And you could do that right where you're at, right in the seat. So the, the, the two possibilities, I'm not bearing fruit is I'm not a branch. And you can make a decision today to be a branch. The other possibility we looked at last week was, was maybe we're not connected as we think we are. Maybe we're not abiding in Christ as much as we think we are. And we kind of closed last week with this statement. The statement was that you are as close or you as connected to God or you as connected to the vine as you choose to be. God's not going to force himself on you. That's what we read in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And what he's standing and knocking to is this. he wants you to open the door so that he can have fellowship with you. And it's your choice to open the door or not. So you choose how close you are to God. You're as close to the vine as you choose to be. Now that was kind of the focus on verses 4 and 5, but today we're going to focus on verse number 2. And uh, as I was preparing for this series and looking at John chapter 15, I also found a, a guy, Kyle Einem, and he preached through this series as well. And I listened to his message on verse number 2. I've listened to it multiple, multiple times. And the truth is, it was so good 
I just stole it, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you, all right? I plagiarized it, and I'm just telling you up front, okay? But as you see here this morning, we have these uh, two wonderful trees. Uh, okay, so I got a confession before we get to the trees, okay? Confession's good for the soul. I'm going to allow all of you to confess, all right? How many of you the, would, would be honest enough to say that you may or may not, during, during all the lockdown, you may or may not have... Um, I know it's going to be tough. Binge watched a few shows. Anybody want to confess today? All right. You may or may not. We're kind of confessing. Okay. How many of you may or may not, and I may, I may or may not have binge watched a show called Cobra Kai? Maybe. Maybe I did. How many of you may or may not have watched it? How many of you did? Let's just be honest. Okay. Several of you. Now, the truth is, if you haven't watched it, don't waste your time, okay? It's like, it's terrible acting. It's just, it's terrible. The plot line, the storyline, it's no good either. But I watched it all. I binge watched it all. And I think the, the reason I did is because it brought back a lot of memories. It, how many of you watched the original Karate Kid? Okay. And I, I asked the early service, anybody want to come up and do like the crane kick? Does anybody want to do that? How many of you think I could do that right off this stage? Anybody want me to try it? You guys want me to get hurt. That's all you're confessing. And there was like all the 80s music. It made me think about being a kid. It was awesome. That's why I watched it, just to be honest with you. But it made me think as, as, as we talk about this message this morning. You remember the scene in the, the original Karate Kid when Mr. Miyagi is in this dark room and he's pruning bonsai trees. How many remember that, that image? You got, kind of got that image in your mind. And this week, I learned so much about bonsai trees, I never thought I would ever learn. And the truth is, I was so ignorant about it. I thought, never mind, I won't go tell the story. But did you know that one of, not one of these, but a bonsai tree sold for $1.3 million? So we're going to auction this off today. <laughs> Pay this building off eventually. That's why I got such small ones. They're stinking expensive. I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, but in the scene, Daniel walks in and he asks and he's kind of perplexed as he sees Mr. Miyagi cutting away, pruning this bonsai tree. And he asks, what do you, how do you know what to do? How do you know what to cut away? And, and Mr. Miyagi says, and here's, so here's our theological statement I want you to remember as we get into John chapter 15, is he said, I have to trust the picture. There's a picture in my head, and anything that doesn't belong in the picture, I'm going to cut away. So as I think about John chapter 15, we're going to talk this morning about pruning. Pruning equals cutting, and pruning equals painful. And so in the process of being pruned, we're going to have to trust the picture. Okay, so John chapter 15, we're just going to read the first five verses this morning. John chapter 15, verse number one. And again, this is Jesus speaking. It seems like from the context and the text that they're walking, they're walking to the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to be arrested, and he's talking to his disciples, and he says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. I want you to underline that if you're 
We're going to get back to that phrase. He takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. And so we'll stop there this this morning. But let's turn back to verse number two. Because in verse number two there's two statements. We're going to kind of unpack these two statements. The first statement, if you've been in church very long, if you've read your Bible much, it should give you a little bit of hesitation like that doesn't sound right. Because it says, any branch in me, the vine, Jesus, any branch in Christ that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Some translations translate that he cuts away. And it doesn't seem like, for me, it's like, hold on a second, got to think about this a little because it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't seem to line up with the rest of the New Testament. Because what we understand is that at the moment I gave my life to Christ, Paul said that I was given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in Ephesians chapter 1, in verse number 14, it says that when I gave my life to Christ, I was sealed. One of the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, is that He indwells me. And what Paul said is, I was sealed by the Holy Spirit. He put His mark on my life. He sealed me. And then the rest of the verse says, He sealed me until the day of redemption. In other words, salvation is a free gift. I don't have to earn it. Thank God, because I could not be good enough. Nobody can be good enough. Salvation was a gift. But my eternal security is also a gift. And the Holy Spirit keeps it. But it so let's read the verse again. What does it say? If a branch that's in me, that's in Christ, it's saying it's a branch, it's saying it's in Christ. If it doesn't bear fruit, he... Oh, he takes it away. Well, that doesn't seem to line up. This, this word that is translated into English, takes away, the Greek word is spelled A-I-R-O. Iro. The Greek word Iro has two meanings. One translation, one meaning of Iro is what it's translated here is take away or to cut away. The other meaning of the word Iro is to lift up. Those are completely different, aren't they? Especially in the context of what we're reading. If I'm, if I'm in Christ, but I don't produce fruit, the gardener's going to cut me away and be done with me. Or the gardener's going to pick me up. So I want to I illustrate that this morning, okay? Um, my Bible will stay on there. Okay, now, how many of you, anybody like a great gardener in here today? We got any professional gardeners? Uh, raise your hand, anybody? Okay, so one of the jobs of the gardener, so this is a grapevine here. Doesn't this look so healthy and good? And one of the goals of the gardener is to walk through the vineyard and see this. And the first thing the gardener's going to do when he sees a branch like this running across the ground 
And if you've done much about any kind of type of vine, you know that's kind of a natural thing. And, and then he's going to be in the dirt, and it's going to be out of the sun, and, and there's not going to be any fruit produced. And so what the gardener, the first thing he's going to do is look and see, is this branch connected to the, the vine? And if the branch is connected to the vine, what the gardener is going to do is to pick it up to Iro, and then he's going to reconnect it to a healthier branch. And as he reconnects the vine to a healthier branch, maybe it'll stay, this is the picture of the church. Because here's what happened, I think, a lot in in COVID. People got disconnected from healthy branches and they stopped producing fruit. And maybe that's you today. The truth is there, there may be people who came to this building every single week and you still didn't get connected to the branch. It's hard to get connected in this room, isn't it? And, and that's why during the middle of COVID, we, we made a decision when we were beginning to process, how, how do we get back? How do we do this safely? Everyone was like trying to figure it out. Oh, we have this brilliant idea. We're going to put the, the, the times on the pews and we can social distance. And that was great. And it's working and it's good. And, but how can we really connect? And it seems like that even creates more distance in, in a big space. So what we, one of the decisions we made was that we were going to go to two services. Partly that was because we had more room. But the truth is, the, the why behind the what was a lot bigger than COVID. Because before COVID, in all of our connect groups, we had no more room. We had no more space to grow or to fit more people in. And some of our connect groups were so big, it was... We see a lot of this. So we made a decision when we came back that we were going to go to two services, and that way we could start more connect groups. And as soon as we got back, you know what we did? We started more connect groups. You know why? Because there's a lot of branches that are disconnected from healthy branches. And you know what happens in isolation? Nothing good. Nothing good. Nothing good. And, and if you're sitting in this big room this morning and, and you feel more like the branch on the ground, here's the good news. God is the gardener who gets down in the dirt. He picks you up. He cleans you off. And he reconnects you to the branch. Aren't you, aren't you glad God gives us second chances? And if you, are, if you are the branch in the dirt, God is looking for you. He wants to reconnect with you. He wants you to abide in Him because He wants you to produce fruit. Because producing fruit is where I get purpose in life. Producing fruit and abiding to Christ is where I get fulfillment. And that's what Jesus was talking about when he said, I want to give you life, but I want to give you abundant life. 
and staying connected to the vine and to other branches. The truth is, some of us in the room today, we we feel like we're in the dirt and we're not producing. But some of us in the room may today feel like, man, God has just been real to me. I've been abiding, I've been connecting, and I feel, I feel like God is using me in this moment. And, and, and we need to get you two together. Because healthy branches are great security for the branches in the dirt. And what a picture. If I abide in Him, and He in me, I'll produce much fruit. Let's look at the second statement, okay? And the second statement, I think, is going to kind of push us a little more to the idea of trusting the picture, okay? And in order for us to kind of unpack this second part of this verse, I want want to, as we walk through it, I want to give you some pruning principles, okay? Because the truth is, as followers of Jesus, as branches, we're going to be pruned, Okay, so let me give you some pruning principles that maybe will help you through it. Okay, the first one is this. Pruning is painful, but it isn't punishment. Pruning is painful, but it isn't punishment. In 2020, I heard this statement from a lot of people. Well, God's just pruning a lot of things. Did did you guys hear that? Did you guys say that? Like, God's pruning the church, and God's pruning this, and... And we think about a lot of things did get pruned in 2020, didn't they? Like graduations got pruned, proms got pruned, and, and wedding dates got pruned, and jobs got pruned, and a lot of things got pruned. And, and what sometimes, you even see it all throughout, even the Old Testament and the New Testament, you see that we have a tendency in our human nature that when someone is being pruned, we look at them and think, oh, I wonder what they did wrong. They did it to Job. We saw in, the, in the, the man that was blind, Jesus, what did he do? Or what did his parents do that he was born blind? And what did Jesus say? Nothing. So pruning is painful, but it doesn't mean it's punishment. Now, as I told you, I, I love the way Kyle Eidemann kind of pa- unpacked this part. Because when we think about us as branches, I want to give you three areas or three different branches that, that we may identify with this morning. In my life, sometimes these three branches, all three of these branches are in my life. Sometimes it's just one. Sometimes it's two. My, but this morning, everyone in the room, if you are a branch, you are in Christ, you will identify with at least one of them. Some of you may identify with all three of them. The first one is this. The branches that God is going to prune from us is, is the dying and diseased branches. In other words, sin in my life. Anybody, we don't have to raise our hands right now. When you think about it, anybody have some sin in your life you need to deal with? And God, if it gets undealt with by me, it's going to get dealt with. Maybe it's relationships that need to be pruned. Maybe it's harmful habits that need to be pruned. And I think this is what what David prayed. King David prayed, Lord, search me and know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. You you know the, the famous statement, the number one rule in life, don't fool yourself. 
but yet you're the easiest person to fool? God, through your word and through your spirit, reveals sin in my life. And then when he reveals the sin in my life, I repent. I confess. And he is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So maybe today there's some diseased and dying branches in your life that you need to deal with. The second one is known as a sucker branch. How many of you know what a sucker branch is? All right, those of you the gardeners, okay? I'll be honest, I don't really have any idea about it. Uh, but it was interesting this past week in staff meeting, we started talking about, uh, you know, and just kind of uh, talking about the message and the verses. And, and I'm saying, you know, yeah, Cobb Ottoman said something about three different branches. And what do you guys think those branches are? And, and Pastor Matt, you know what he said? Well, one of them is a sucker branch. And then he went on like this 30-minute talk about sucker branches. We, we were pretty bored about it. But we were like, how does he know? Here's a, here's a picture of a sucker branch. I won't take 30 minutes to explain it. The sucker branch comes between the, vine, the branch that's producing fruit and, and the main vine. And you know what the sucker branch does? You know why it's called the sucker branch? It sucks the life out of the branch that's supposed to produce fruit. It looks good, though, doesn't it? If you don't know, you don't know. And I wonder what, in our culture, in our life today, what, what could you identify in your life as a sucker branch? Busyness. When, when COVID first hit, you know, what, you know what sucked the life out of me? News. I was watching way too much news. And you know how much news I watch now? None. My life is so much better. It was sucking the life out of me. Maybe it's, maybe it's your phone, your devices, Netflix, Hulu, I don't know, watching Cobra Kai, binging, <laughs> confessing my own sins. Nothing necessarily wrong with it. But it can suck the life out of me. You know the biggest sucker branch, and I've identified this a hundred times in this church, in our culture is? It's sports. And for young families, it's kids' sports. It's a good thing. You can learn a lot playing sports. I love sports. I learn a lot in sports. I put my kids in sports. But it can suck the life out of you. Where you're no longer producing fruit. Diseased, dead, sin. The second one, the sucker branches. I mentioned three. You may have your own, but you need to identify what looks like a branch, but it's just sucking the life out of you. Could be your job. Okay, I'll keep, I'll quit meddling. Let's go. The third one. Is healthy branches. That's, that's what he said, right? The second statement says, and every branch that bears fruit, he will prune so that the branch can be happy. Is that, is that what it says? Or so the branch can be more successful, right? Isn't that what it says? You got it in front of you? Isn't that what it says? Romans chapter 8, 
I want us to think about a verse that I think we're going to connect these two. Because I think in our culture in America, we've kind of twisted a few things here. Because what we, we often say, I've said it, you've said it, you've heard it. Oh, yes, God is pruning, you lost the job, God's pruning that because he wants to give you a better job. God pruned the girlfriend in your life because he wants to give you a prettier one. Is, is that why God, did God prune me just so I could be happier? So I could have more money? So I could have a bigger house? So I could have a better job? And so Romans chapter 8, verse 28, probably all of us, you've been in church very long, you could somewhat quote the verse. All things work together for good to those who are called to love according to his purpose. Like we, all things work together for, what's the next word? Good. And what we have translated that word to, how we've applied that in America is, God works all things out for my good. Like, I'm going to have a better house. Yeah, he pruned the job because he has a better job. He pruned the relationship because he has a better relationship. And God's goal for me as he prunes me is he just wants me to be happy. Because God works all things out for good. You, are you guys tracking with me? Isn't this kind of what we think about? That's not what the verse says. It's not even what Romans 8, 28 says. It's not just that he works out things to be. So there's a verse in Psalms that says, his loving kindness is better than life. What we have, in the same vein, what we have turned that to say is his loving kindness gives me a better life. We've translated uh, Jesus saying, I give you life and I give you more abundantly. I want to give you the abundant life. What we in our culture have translated all those verses to mean is, yep, God's going to make things better. But what, what did Mr. Miyagi say? Trust the picture. I would add to that this morning. Trust the picture and trust the pruner. Let, let me give you the second principle before we completely unpack this verse in, in verse 28. Pruning seems pointless, but it is purposeful. There's a purpose in the pruning, and the pruner has a picture. So what's the picture? Because, again, what we, in, in our culture, what we seem to kind of just twist things a little bit to say, Yes, all things work together. That means, that, that means the pruning is going to lead to better things. That's the picture, a better life, right? That's the picture that, that God is seeing, a better life for me. Or abundant life, yes, that's the picture. It's more things. Because God's ultimate goal for me, right, is to be happy, to be successful, to have good things. And here's the problem with that theology is that when we have that theology and life doesn't get better, When we don't get the next job, when our kids don't come back, if we've based the goodness of God on good things in our life, it's kind of hard to say God is good, isn't it? The picture is important. The picture that the pruner is trying to create in you is important. So what is the picture? Well, look at Romans 8, 29. 
the very next verse. All things work together for good to those who love God, who are called in his purpose. And then verse 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the, the next word is image. Here's the picture. God is pruning you, God is pruning me to create an image. The picture, trust the picture. What's the picture? What image is is God trying to create in your life? It says right there. Who is it? It's Jesus. All the cutting, all the pruning, it's not so you can have a better job and a better girlfriend. It's so you can become more like Christ. More gentle, more kind, more loving, more forgiving, more gracious, more humble, more generous, more serving. I'm going to serve. All all these things that we would characterize Jesus as, that's the image, that's the picture. And that's why it's important when life gets difficult that we trust the picture and the pruner. Because his goal is not my happiness. It's actually my holiness. He's trying to create in me the image of Christ. So what does the rest of the verse say? Those who bear fruit, he prunes. What's the rest of it? That it may bear more fruit. We already defined what the fruit were. More people will find and follow Jesus. I'm going to become more like Christ because that's the image he's creating. I'm going to be more generous. So this morning, it kind of got heavy all of a sudden, didn't it? Here's the good news. God wants to pick you up out of the dirt. He wants to clean you off. He wants to connect you to other branches. And he wants to give you the abundant life. He wants to use you. And you will only find meaning and purpose in life as you fulfill the image God has created you to be. And when you stay connected and you abide in the vine, He, God, is going to use you to do amazing things for His glory. So I have to have a better picture. It's not about things. God's not upset with things. But His ultimate goal is not for you to be successful. His ultimate goal is for you to be fruitful. To abide in Him. So, so how do we kind of bring this to a conclusion this morning? Here, here's what I want you to think through this morning. What branches in your life need to be pruned? I, I like the way Kyle Ottoman said it. And he says this. It's, it's on the screen as we think about. Um, it's more... <laughs> this is, in fact, don't show it yet. I don't want you to show it. Because I got a question. Okay, if, you, if you're tracking with me, if the goal of pruning is to become more like Christ, as a follower of Christ, should I ask God to prune me? Yes or no? Everybody is like, ah, I know I'm supposed to say yes, but I don't want to. I'm right there with you. If the goal, if the image, if the picture is to be more like Christ, 
And the way to get to be more like Christ is there's going to be some pruning involved. Then, yeah, we should be willing to be pruned. And Kyle Ottoman said this, the pruning we ask for is less painful than the pruning we don't ask for. So what does that look like this morning? It's, it's simple. God, you're, you're the gardener. I'm the branch. And I surrender to you. Whatever needs to be cut away, here, cut it away. Reveal the sin in my life. I'm going to confess it. Because God, I want to be like Christ. And I want to bear fruit for your glory. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a moment this morning. I'm just going to ask you a few questions as, as we sit here. The band's going to come on up this morning and prepare to, to close out in a, in a final song. How many would say today that the Lord has revealed to you there's some branches that maybe need to be pruned? Would, would you just put your hand up right where you're at? Just put your hand up. Yeah, there's some branches. There's a lot of us. My hand's up. Okay, you can put your hand down. Who would say this morning, John, to be honest with you, God is pruning me right now, and I'm not really enjoying it. Anybody like that this morning? God is pruning me right now. All right, you can put your hand down. So here's, here, here's the summary, right? I'm going to trust the picture. I'm going to trust the pruner. That even when life is difficult, even when it's painful, there's a purpose. And God is forming me into the image of his son. And I'm going to be willing. I'm going to surrender. God, I'm yours. I surrender. I want to abide in Christ.